Hello again, welcome to another episode of the Iranian Market Minute. Today is Friday, October 7th, and this is episode number 194. My name is Justin Hewn. I am your host. I'm the founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro newsletter, the only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium, finds the best risk-reward investing opportunities in the space, and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing that you see or hear in this podcast is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing, and always take responsibility for your own choices. All right. Great to be back with you guys again today, this week. Um, after another exciting week in markets, certainly uh, volatility reigns supreme, and this continues to be true for the most part for this investment, especially this year and especially right now during this wild time of uh, accelerated rate hikes, currency crises, energy crises, the list goes on. Um, certainly had a volatile day with the S&P down almost 3% on the day. Surprisingly, somebody bought the dip into the close. I don't know why. <laughs> Most of the time during these types of trading weeks, we would see um, the S&P down pretty substantially on the Friday with um, speculators and traders seemingly not wanting to stay long over the weekend. Uh, we had uh, more positive than expected jobs numbers come out of, uh, of the United States today, which is why the market sold off because the markets are now expecting the Fed to maintain their hawkish pose in terms of uh, rate hikes going forward. We do have CPI coming out later uh, later next week. So that will be interesting to see if um, these hiking rates are working to bring inflation down. Certainly, they have uh, put a dead stop to the housing market in most areas of the country. Uh, very, very interesting times. Uh, uranium continues to set up positively. Fundamentally speaking, I'm going to talk about a couple of developments in the mailbag section. Uh, on that front. But of course, we are getting whipsawed back and forth um, due to movements in the dollar, movements of oil, and of course, movements in the broad markets. Look at the charts in just a moment. Before we do that, let's go ahead and jump right into the daily scoreboard here. The spot price of uranium, $48 a pound mid-market, down slightly from yesterday. Um, it's been essentially flat on the week. There's really not a whole lot going on in the spot market. Very, very low volumes being traded talking 100,000 pounds here, 100,000 pounds there, not a whole lot. <clears throat> Sput did not purchase any uranium yesterday, but they did issue a small 7,300 new units, raising $90,000. They've raised a couple of times this week. They now are sitting at 18.6 million in cash in their treasury. They have not been able to raise a lot due to insufficient volume flowing into that vehicle, which I'll show you in the charts in just a moment. But the fact that they are trading around their nav is a positive thing, in my opinion. They did close yesterday at a minus 1.88% discount to NAV, traded down further 1% today. So doubt they raised any cash today. Year to date, SPUT has acquired a total of 17.2 million pounds of U308, and they have raised 903.6 million in new capital this week, uh, bumping up over that 900 million mark. I think they'll breach a billion dollars raised this year. And all it would take is a few days of high volume trading coming into the vehicle. Looking at the ETFs, URA's outstanding shares expanded by 540,000. URNM reported no changes in outstanding shares. Now, this likely was coming from the trading. Let's see, was that Tuesday? Where's that big volume bump? That was Tuesday of this week. Certainly, uh, we saw big, big volumes come into URA. And most likely, that was the day they issued these shares. That was 7.7 .7 million in mandated buying. Um, URA on the week, uh, barely up but still up nonetheless, positive thing to see. 
All right, why don't we go ahead and take a look at the charts. Starting off with URA down 1.45% on the day, an outperformance of a very, very rough day in the broad markets. That's positive to see um, on the week hanging in there for URA. Volumes were pretty big to start the week, tapered off at the end of the week. We did not see further volume come in and hold on to those gains that we saw starting on Monday. Monday, Tuesday, gapping up, completely reversed, almost entirely gave up all the gains for the week, but we still ended up, let's see, on the week, we ended up 2.77% on the week. You know what? I'll take it. In these markets, I will take it. Looking at URNM relative to the commodity itself, trading down the last couple of days, still up on the week, still uh, relative to the commodity, looking decent. And if we go back, we're not that far up above where this bull market began, but still holding on to this higher low. If we uh, trade off from here, this is going to look like a bit of a head and shoulders pattern, shoulder, head, shoulder. Hopefully we do not see that play out. That's a pretty bearish pattern. If we do, I would expect in a risk-off environment, we could find support back at this level. And if we do, considering what typically happens during this season for uranium and all of the positive fundamentals going forward, that would be a back up the truck moment for uranium equities, generally speaking. Look at these moving averages. Look how tight these are coiling together. This will typically precede a large move in one direction or another. These, the 20-day, the 50-day, and the 200-day are literally stacked right on top of each other. Now, the 20-day is certainly moving down steeply. The 50-day is moving slightly down. The 200-day is certainly all moving down. So gun to my head, the move probably goes lower with this particular chart. This is the equities relative to the commodity. Will that be a sustained move down? I don't know. Will we see further risk off? I don't know. A lot of that might have to do with the CPI print coming next week. Again, there could be a catalyst that comes into this market that has nothing to do with the broad market fundamentals to economic uh, measures, economic uh, trends and data that it continues to come in and move these markets. Oftentimes that's exactly what happens. Some kind of piece of news comes out of left field and the market absolutely takes off. In fact, that's almost always how it happens for uranium. We could be in a similar situation right now. Cameco continuing to outperform most equities in the space as the sector leader today did trade down a little bit, but a vast outperformance of an extremely weak S&P. URA relative to the S&P on that note, up over 1% on the day in a very, very weak market. Today was a very positive day, all things considered. Spot uh, Sprott Uranium, uh, Physical Uranium Trust down 1% on the day, but printing a big fat hammer. Again, no volume is here. The institutional money certainly is not pouring into this vehicle by any means. However, we are getting very, very close to what appears to be an incoming golden cross. That is the 50-day rising above a rising 200-day. That is a very, very bullish sign. When was the last time that happened? Oh my gosh, that was back here in February of 21. And it was a very, very nice move following that golden cross. And of course, this steep move, this 20-day shooting above the 50-day is another good sign of a breakout. We're certainly not there, but we are close to a golden cross with the 50 and 200-day on the Sprott Physical Uranium Trust. So that, in my opinion, is a bullish sign for the commodity itself that this trust essentially is a proxy for. Yes, it does trade at a slight premium to NAV sometimes and an extreme discount to NAV at other times. However, generally speaking, you might as well be tracking the commodity itself. Speaking of which, let's just take a look at the chart of the commodity itself. 
I prefer to look at a line chart for this, easier to see since it's not trading a lot of volume. Not really much of a futures market here. We did trade up and over this wedge, came back down, retested that. We've got the moving average stacked on top of each other also for the commodity itself. A move is incoming for the commodity. I'm sure you know in which direction I believe that move is going to happen. All right, mailbag section. So I thought this was a very positive story. Um, now, last month, we saw, we saw the sector break out on uh, news about Japan. A Japan Japanese prime minister had said he'd come out saying they wanted to see an additional seven reactors restarted by the middle of next year. They wanted to accelerate restarts, generally speaking. <clears throat> the sector took off. The sector gave up most, if not all, of those gains on that breakout. Why? A couple of reasons. A, markets going risk off. B, uh, the news, in my opinion, was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back, or I suppose uh, a, a match to a pool of gasoline. The gasoline pool being fundamentals positively stacking up for many months, and then Japan news hit, and volume begets volume. Traders came in, moved it up pretty strongly over a couple of days, and then that trade certainly reversed, at least for the short term. Okay, so what else happened? Then we had news maybe a week, week and a half later, where we actually heard the prime minister sort of reverse course on what he had stated. Now, in my opinion, that probably was just political speak. I do think Japan intends to accelerate the restarts and move back towards a heavier reliance on nuclear than they have over the last decade and a half or so, or decade, I guess, uh, since Fukushima. So what is the news today coming out of Japan? Or this is actually yesterday. Shinsuke Yamanaka, the chairman of Japan's Nuclear Regulation Authority, ruled that, said that a rule that limits the operating life of nuclear power plants to a maximum of 60 years is expected to be removed from the country's regulations. This comes from the Kyoto News. Okay, So in 2013, there were revised regulations that came into force. It's two years after Fukushima, basically saying they had a nominal operating period, the reactors in the country, of 40 years Extensions could be granted only once and limited to a maximum of 20 additional years or a 60-year lifespan, absolute maximum. Now we have the uh, Nuclear Regulation Authority's chairman saying that rule is likely to be removed very soon, where they will be able to uh, extend the life, uh, the lifespans of the operating reactors beyond 60 years. Now, that's, uh, that, that's a very bullish signal with Japan continuing to move towards nuclear for all the obvious reasons I've stated in previous uranium market minutes. Um, but this is a, is a very, very nice piece of news coming out of Japan. What does that mean? That means Japan intends to operate on nuclear in an increasing capacity going forward. They are recognizing the positive aspects of nuclear, especially right now during an energy crisis um, where we have, you know, the yen crashing relative to the, to the dollar. We have skyrocketing prices for natural gas and coal. Japan imports over 90% of their sources of energy, and that's primarily natural gas and coal. Um, so nuclear is a no-brainer for Japan. So this is a very, very good piece of news coming out of Japan. Um, that's I'm going to leave you there. That's probably the best piece of news. It was a relatively quiet week. Um, I hope that uh, if you are a member, you have been watching the daily updates um, in the members area. I've been going a little bit deeper. I can tell uh, that yesterday I brought up a trade idea and it looks like some of you went after that. Um, I think that that is going to play out nicely. So I appreciate that um, a lot of you watched that and, and took that um, 
took that little tip there. Um, if you are still interested in becoming a member, you can join quarterly to get access to these daily updates. So far, the feedback for these daily updates has been phenomenal. So if you are a member and um, you have been watching and leaving feedback for the daily updates I've been doing this week, I really appreciate that feedback. We really are trying to improve upon our offering all the time for the people that support us. And if you are not one of those people and you are here uh, on YouTube or Apple Podcasts and Spotify, that's quite all right. I appreciate you as well. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, going forward, I think we have a very interesting week next week with the CPI print. I believe that happens on Thursday. Markets are likely to be choppy before that. But like I said, at any moment, there could be news going forward about um, sanctioning of material. We are seeing increasing talk in the EU and the US. Uh, the US is talking about um, the DOE buying HALU, and that is only going to be coming from expanded capacity of domestic enrichment. So they are really putting it to the domestic enrichers to, to expand capacity. We already know that Urenco is working on that. That um, that definitely is, is a positive thing. And we do know that the U.S. utilities are less covered than the EU. So it's uh, the U.S. really needs to get that domestic supply chain in order before they can sanction Russian material. It appears that they continue to move in that direction. That's very positive. Uh, the EU is a little bit more covered. So they, although they are more reliant on Russian material than the US, um, they are more covered. So they could potentially enact that sanctioning at any point as well. And when that news hits, you know what's going to happen to the stocks. They're going to go wild. And of course, we have a seat at the table in expectation, not necessarily of that news, but this market is ripe for disruption. That is uh, what we expect to happen. Disruption of some form is going to come to this market while the demand fundamentals improve almost by the day. Very exciting times, especially with the backdrop of this weak broad market. All right. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate all of you. I will see you again next week. Take care. Cheers.